latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schifoli, News Director at APPA. Our guest on this episode is John Beasley, Vice President for Training and Safety at Electric Cities of Georgia, who's here to discuss recent revisions that have been made to APPA's safety manual. John, thanks for joining us today. Oh, uh, thank you. It's good being here. All right. So, John, um, to get our conversation started, can you provide an overview of the uh, safety manuals for uh, listeners who may not be familiar with it? Uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, the uh, safety manuals is a big part uh, of any utility or should be, uh, you know, any kind of safety manual. Uh, uh, I know we've been using the APPA safety manual for about 30 years uh, here at ECG. And, uh, and it's just, uh, we started off at ECG. Uh, I developed our own back in 92, uh, 1992. And, and uh, uh, that was a big task to undertake. Uh, and then, I got involved with APPA, so then I got to learning about the APPA safety manual that APPA uh, also had had been producing one since, I think, 1977. And so I started looking at it, and that was about the time, I think, 1994, OSHA uh, came out with uh, uh, the first standard in a long time, uh, in like 40 years, uh, the 1910-269 standard. So I was faced with having to update uh, our ECG manual uh, or, or look at using APPA. So I was getting involved with APPA, so they were looking at updating it. So it's just a good safety manual for public power utility uh, or any utility for that matter of fact. But uh, And, you know, the reason I like it so much is, uh, you know, the committee that comes together is from all across the U.S. Uh, uh, we have different backgrounds. We have some that's strong in uh, transmission, some uh, stronger in a substation. We have some uh, environmental people, so it's a, it's a good mixture on the on the panel. So I think it's a it's a very good uh, safety manual. It's um, it it mirrors the OSHA standards and the National Electric Safety Code, uh, and you know the OSHA standard is is very thick. Uh, and hard to get, you know, carry around in the National Electric Safety Code. Uh, I think the latest, uh, the last, the last code book I purchased, uh, we uh, we provide those uh, to our apprentices. Uh, they're over two hundred dollars. So we wanted the APPA safety manual to mirror those, uh, you know, with the intent of each each worker having one in their hand uh, or in you know in, in possession of, uh, of of the document. So. So uh, it's it's updated about every four every four to five years, um, and it's just a good document to have. Great, thanks, John. Um, so I'm just going to combine the next two questions for you. Um, first, could you talk about the process that was utilized for revising the safety manual? For example, I know that there were uh, several meetings that were held in, in relation to the revisions, and also what what role did you play in terms of the the revision efforts? Uh, yes, what we do uh, is a process that's really improved over the years. Uh, you know, back when I first got involved with the uh, with the safety manual, uh, it, it was pretty much we would uh, there'd be a notice put out, and uh, you know, people would send their folks, and you know, whoever had the most people in the room kind of got the vote uh, to go their way. So over the years, it 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 greatly improved. So now there's a committee. Uh, past few editions. Uh, um, and so uh, those uh, committee members are picked from uh, different regions across the uh, United States and also, you know, based on their background. 
And so what we do, uh, we send out, uh, we put out a request for change proposals and, uh, and anybody can submit uh, change proposals. Uh, I think I submitted maybe 30 to 40. Uh, you know, some people really, you know, a lot of mine were just uh, small additions or whatever. But then we have some uh, whole sections that have been you know, rewritten uh, to clarify. And uh, so we put that out there uh, for a while. And then we get those change proposals. And then we sat down as a committee, as a group. There's about 14, 14 or 15 of us. Uh, we met the first time, which I did not make that meeting, uh, was in, uh, it was in Maryland. And then we met again in Tennessee and then we met for the third time in Minnesota and we got one more meeting. So what we do at those meetings, we, uh, uh we sit around the table and, and we go through each, each change proposal. And if we, if we accept it, uh, uh, we'll make a note of it. Uh, if we uh, decline it, we'll send a reason why we declined it. Or sometimes we'll uh, make additions to it or uh, alterations to the you know change proposal. Uh, and like I said, our whole goal is to uh, mirror the OSHA and the NESC uh, code standard. Uh, so when you know you you do referrals back and forth, uh, it doesn't confuse anybody. So I mean, it's a it's a really good process now. And as far as being, uh, I'm vice chair of the, of the safety manual uh, task force. Uh, Mike Willis is the chair, and uh, we've uh, we've both been on there, uh, vice chair and chair for the past I think past couple editions, and uh, also there's there's a few others on the on the committee, uh, uh, Scott McKenzie, Keith Kirkshaw, uh, uh, Jim Boyd. This, I forget the, all, all the rest. There's, there's about seven that have been on on the committee for the past several editions so that brings some continuity and then also we have some new people on it which also helps out you know fresh you know fresh eyes on it uh you know and new ideas so uh seems to work pretty good so um so obviously the, the next time we're going to have revisions are, are quite a ways off um as you mentioned before but just just a quick follow-up question so you know, if somebody was interested in, in participating in this committee several years from now for the next round of revisions, what would you, uh, and they were kind of maybe on the fence about doing it, but what would you tell them as far as encouraging them to uh, participate in this? Uh, yes, we're always, uh, you know, looking for, you know, different regions. Like this past edition that we're working on right now, uh, we needed uh, somebody from the region of the U.S. Virgin Islands, and uh, Ashley Bryan, uh, was interested and and so she's on the committee now so we're you know any regions that we're missing somebody uh we're you know more than welcome to have you know have them participate uh they just submit the names and and uh we go from there and it's it's good to have uh people with different experiences uh it's good to have west coast experience out in california oregon washington you know versus east coast so it's it's a it's it you know the more the better uh and I think that uh, the well-balanced uh, and the better the safety manual. Great. Um, so um, just to kind of wrap up question, uh, can you kind of just wanted to drill down in terms of the revisions themselves. What, what in your opinion, are, are the key revisions that were made to the safety manual? Probably one of the bigger ones was we got Brent McKinney involved uh, to uh, uh, Brent McKinney and I are both on subcommittee eight of the National Electric Safety Code. And we got him involved to uh, update 
uh, the safety manual with you know, some of the NESC. We're going through the uh, change revision on that. The NESC is about to be uh, published, and there's a few changes in it. So we got Brent to go through the APPA safety manual, and uh, you know we updated it uh, based on the the NESC 2023 code. So that was a good addition uh, enhancement as well. Uh, also, we've uh, we've looked at uh, uh, communications. Uh, we uh, made some changes uh, to com uh, communications uh, section. Uh, also, the grounding area we had a subcommittee on that, uh, which was uh, Brandon Wiley, uh, uh, Greg Lobby, and Kenny Roberts. Uh, they did a really good job on the grounding, the potential grounding uh, overhead and underground. Underground was a big topic. Uh, most people knew how to do potential grounding on overhead, but underground was a different animal. So they uh, they broke it down really good. So that's that's a big enhancement on that. Uh, distribution switching. Uh, we had a committee on that to uh, you know clean it up. Uh, we had a committee uh, subcommittee on transmission, and then another big one was RF on these antennas. The uh, the 5G. Uh, you know how to safely work around those antennas. Uh, you know how to disconnect them. Uh, and how to have a test meter, uh, what kind of test meter to use. So that's going to be a good section that's already you know been updated. Uh, a confined space, uh, we've updated it. Uh, also, heat stress, we're, we're waiting on the OSHA standard. We're going to try to see if we can implement what OSHA, uh, they're working on that standard right now, the heat stress. Also, the uh, energy storage batteries, the big batteries, um, you know, how to disconnect them, how to work safely around that. Uh, that's another section. Uh, also, the insulated aerolift device. The aerolift devices. The uh, it, it it simply said it sh you should follow the manufacturer's manual, which is true. But in reality, we got to thinking about it, and uh, a lot of trucks, a lot of, a lot of utilities pull those manuals off their uh, bucket trucks, and the operator of the truck you know, don't have access to it. So, uh, Brandon. Uh, Wiley from ECG, uh, uh, him and Kenny went through there and and really enhanced that part of it. Uh, you know, took some of the ANSI standards into it. Uh, we got Altec involved uh, about how not to abuse the bucket, about how to uh, not do side strain, about how not to energize the boom tip. So we added that into the manual uh, where all that was in the owner's manual, but, uh, but not in the safety manual. So we added that. Uh, let's see, we're looking at doing some up, updating the underground directional boring section. Uh, uh, we want to get the manufacturers involved because the technology's changed over the years on that. So uh, that's another one. It's just, it's a big change. It's a, it's a big update, uh, this edition, the 17th edition. Great. Uh, just could follow up. So, so with respect to energy storage, is that, uh, was that something that was like a new section for the, for the safety manual or is this just, just involved some, some changes from the last one? It's just enhancing. Uh, there's a section on batteries and it's just enhancing it, uh, making it better, making it address those issues. Working around, we're working around those types of systems. Yes. Okay, great. All right, John, well, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with us. It's been uh, very informative, um, and, I, and I really appreciate your, again, taking the time to, to speak with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now. Be sure to check out past episodes and learn more at publicpower.org slash podcast. Public Power Now comes to you from APPA and is produced by APPA Digital Content Director David Blaylock. 
I'm Paul Charcoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power.